gente. Welcome to our very first episode of Latino That Connection. My name is Efrain Reyes. I am the co-founder and your host for this podcast. We are very excited to be here. This is our very first episode. We're going to be sharing our story. You're going to get to get meet me uh, and my compadre Jose. And we're going to be sharing what Latino That Connection is all about. So if you don't know who we are, our mission is to inspire brown fathers to move forward and create their own legacy. And our vision is to have a community of brown fathers that are here to support each other through this fatherhood journey. And I want to welcome my compadre Jose. And Jose, welcome to the podcast. Very first one. Gracias, gracias. Uh, what a privilege and blessing to be here, compadre. Yeah, brother. And, uh, you know, one thing that I like to do is just take a moment to take a, a deep breath in and tune into ourselves as we, uh, you know, share this present moment. So I invite you, if you're listening, to take a, a deep breath for yourself. And just is there anything present with you, uh, compadre, in, in, in this first episode? Yeah, what's present for me right now, it's a deep sense of gratitude for this moment uh, and this opportunity to send this message out and this calling out to other compadres, all the brothers, all the men uh, uh, in our comunidad that uh, need a, that have been looking for, for, for brotherhood, for a place uh, where we can connect and grow together and not go through this fatherhood journey uh, or this life journey all alone. Um, definitely yeah. takes a village and this is part of that. Gracias, compadre. Gracias. And I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. This has been a long time coming. We've been working on this podcast and it's finally here. Uh, in this podcast, it, we're going to be sharing our story as we go through our fatherhood journey and just all, life in general. But we're also going to be bringing guests in, you know, some are going to be experts on their field on sharing uh, some of their knowledge and wisdom that they have learned uh, working with other people. But we're also going to share just everyday stories of fathers that are going through life uh, as we learn from each other. So I encourage you to continue to tune in, listen to this full podcast, and subscribe to our, our podcast so you can get any notification when we have a new podcast coming out. And any feedback is always welcome. So with that, I want to share a little bit about my story, you know, so you can get to know a little bit about me. Uh, I was born in Mexico City and my parents and my brother was also born there. Uh, I lived there till I was 10 years old. And then I immigrated to the to the U.S. here in Southern California. Uh, my parents were looking for a better future. Uh, they're looking for better opportunities. And I was also going through some health problems. So they wanted to find a better health system um, here in the U.S. So um, as a child, um, you know, coming from Mexico, one thing that uh, was a big impact in my life um, was my father. And unfortunately, he struggled with alcoholism. You know, so he was always present physically, but maybe not emotionally, right? Or 
maybe he was intoxicated um, a lot of my childhood. There was some beautiful moments as well, but this also had a big impact in my life. Coming here to the U.S., um, you know, and trying to uh, submerge myself in this culture, I felt like a lost part of what it was to be me, you know, and my Latino and my Mexican culture as well. Uh, so going through school and college, um, you know, I felt like I lost part of myself. And when I had my first baby, uh, that made me reflect on a lot of things, uh, which I became a father in 2016. And that really made me reflect on my childhood, really, and how, what type of father I wanted to be. And when I asked myself that question, a lot of doubt and fear came to me because I felt like I didn't know, I didn't know how to be a father or how to show up in a good way for my, for my family, uh, just because I didn't have the best examples in my family. Or maybe I wasn't looking at the best examples, you know, there were other fathers in my life that were amazing fathers. And I decided to get some support, get some help with, uh, I joined the fatherhood group here locally to Orange County. And that helped me a lot going through that fatherhood journey, being able to hear other father's stories, being able to share my story, uh, the pain that I had gone through and not feel like I was being judged, having that safe space. So, you know, then I, I got really inspired to be to work with parents and fathers. So I work, have worked in social services for the eight plus years with different populations, children, uh, preschools, children, uh, elementary, middle and high school. I've worked with parents and um, and couples and things like that, but I I I saw that there was a big gap, that there is not enough services for fathers and encouragement for fathers to continue to show up. We just say that fatherhood is important, but there was not a lot of services that I saw, especially in the Latino community. So. Without all that being said, I did. I decided, and I, I uh, my compadre Jose came with me uh, on this journey, or is coming with me on this journey of of supporting, you know, creating spaces, safe spaces for fathers, um, Latino fathers. So that's a the short version of of my story. Obviously, there's a lot more that you will get to know a lot more as we continue to develop this podcast but for now I'll leave it at that and I would love to have my compadre Jose share a little bit about his story. Jose Salce is a proud stepfather and he's a men's work leader that has been doing uh, this work for, for over seven years. Uh, he has led cold circles and worked in uh, uplifting and encouraging men to heal and break generational cycles. Jose is a human uh, service major and has worked with kids and parents for the last past 10 years plus. So Jose, um, man, first of all, I just wanted to say 
thank you for coming in this journey and you know co-creating this this space with me oh likewise compadre gracias a ti for holding this grand vision of uh, bringing this um this medicine and the support to the men um in our comunidad yeah brother and i i would love to for you to share your story uh, a little bit about you the little jose growing up you know how was your journey? Obviously, we're not going to get in deep with everything. Yes. But anything that might relate to um, some of the listeners out there. Yeah, that we'll, we'll, we'll do the short version. Yeah, um, definitely. This podcast is was intended to um, go through the length of what we're going to be covering with the six pillars of Latino Debt Connection and our story as well. Uh, and so if you guys need to take a, a break or or take it in strides, um, do so as this podcast episode is going to be really diving deep uh, into into the various topics that we cover here, Latino Dad Connection. And then so a little bit of my story then. Um, I was born in Jalisco and uh, I grew up with four sisters and I my parents same immigrated like yours parents immigrated to the United States. Um, for me, it was a lot younger than you. For me, it was when I was about one and a half years old. And and similar to your story, I also had medical um, issues uh, when I was when I was born, actually. So I had a I would have really what I call a near death experience um, growing up. I almost didn't make it. Thankfully, uh, my mom and my my dad were able to get the support that they needed, the, the doctors that they needed which is very hard to find in Mexico back in the day. Um, but gracias a Dios, aquí estoy. And so my parents uh, immigrated to the United States and landed in Orange County, California. Um, that's This is where I've been my whole life now. And growing up, you know, I think that my, my childhood was not safe. It, it, it was not in a safe container in a safe environment that I grew up in um, whether it was at home that there was uh, physical abuse um, verbal abuse uh, there was also alcoholism as well uh, not just with my dad but also with my tios and you know the the fathers of the, of the kids that I grew up with and so it, it was something that I saw early on, um, which is maybe part of the reason why I don't drink now, is because I grew up seeing a, the, the bad side, get experiencing the bad side of, of, of the consequences of alcoholism. Um, so, you know, growing up, I spent a lot of time in out in the streets with, with my friends uh, as a safety coponism to avoid being at home because at home was not safe for me. So then growing up, uh, fast forward to when I was in college, uh, that's where, and, and a young man, that's really where a lot of my behavior was, was stemmed from, was from this unhealthy uh, model that came from, from my casa, from my home. So I spent a lot of time whether it was uh, at clubs or at parties, um, avoiding going within, avoiding the pain that I had ex that had repressed and bottled in. Um, so as a result, you know, 
well, again, a lot of my my relationships with uh, with other people were rooted and were stemming from an unhealthy place within myself. So it wasn't until I went to um, Cal State Fullerton and then like like you said, I majored in human services. Uh, there I was able to experience a my first circle. Um, and this was with co-ed and it was um, held and facilitated by licensed therapists and professionals and doctors, professors there from the university. Um, and that was a pivoting point in my life because up until then, I had repressed and hidden a lot of the pain and acted out from that place. But now I had my first opportunity to go within and to really honor what was there for me. And as scary as that was, uh, and as scary as that is for a lot of men, rightfully so, is is to reflect on our past and go within. Um, I needed that. That I knew that that was what exactly what I needed, in order mm -hmm. in order to to receive some healing. And so I I dove deep. You know, I, I didn't hold back. I dove deep, and um, I started as as a participant. Then moved on to learning how to co facilitate, and that changed my life. Uh, ever since then, I've been co leading circles, um, sitting in circles as a participant or as a uh, facilitator myself. So um, I then moved in uh, or continued on with um, Albert from Sacred Sons. Uh, we, we did a lot of circles before there were Sacred Sons uh, had been created. And that was a, a life-changing experience as well to be able to be in connection with other men mm. in a good way. Otros hermanos, otros that being in a close circle uh, with men who have, were like-minded and wanted to heal, wanted to grow and were willing to be vulnerable and have mm. that trust with me, uh, create that trust. So um, yeah, ever since then, I've, I've been doing the work. I've spent a lot of time meditating, practicing Kundalini yoga and meditation from uh, out here from Ace Chakra Studio and the House of Guru Ramdas um, in Santana, California. And yeah, I've uh, that's a little bit of my journey. I think uh, I'm definitely honored to be here with you doing this work. That's right, brother. <laughs> and that's why they call you the spiritual gangster right there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, that's awesome, brother. You know, thank you for, for sharing the story. A little bit about Jose. Uh, it's crazy because I've known you since high school. That's right. You know, we've uh, had similar friends, the circles. I would bump into you into parties and stuff. But it's, it's, it's amazing to see that transformation, you know, from Jose into the Jose now. And like, it's just, you know, a whole different person. I mean, it's the same person, but just you know uh, a more true uh version of yourself i would say you know mm -hmm. yeah it, there's a the honoring of who we are mm -hmm. who we truly are at the core yeah yeah and i think sometimes uh you know going through life we get um pulled away from our essence or who we truly are because we want to fit in through certain you know groups or family or just trauma like you were mentioning you know so yeah man 
what we're going to be talking about today is our foundation, you know, what we talk about here at Latino Dad Connection. So any listener, any father out there, stepfather, tío, uh, mom, whoever is able to relate to what we what we share, the medicine that we provide, and maybe share that with other people as well. So we've created uh, six pillars that we focus on to guide ourselves uh, through this work. The first one is father-child bond. And I think this one's a very important for me because for me, I struggled at the beginning of my, uh, ch uh, my when I became a father to create that bond with my child. And I knew that I needed to do more work, uh, intentional work, spend more time with them, right? Be able to be present in their uh, care, whether it be changing diapers, bathing them, uh, having skin-to-skin -skin contact, you know, all the things that people say to kind of do to, to have that bond, especially with that father. Because, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on having that bond with the mother, but also the father figure is a, is a very important um way to or it's a very important person for the child to have that bond with right and i know that your story is a little bit different so i don't know if you want to share a little bit about your story as a stepfather maybe uh yeah. you can share so that other stepfathers might be able to relate to that as well yeah definitely shout out to uh the stepfathers out there i'm not alone and uh you know one of the things that is present for me in my story my fatherhood journey is is being a, st a stepfather and still that looks different yeah you know I what when I met my my partner and my and my daughter um I was very much in that single mentality mm -hmm. and so I, I think that stepfathers can relate uh to that in that for me at least I went from being a stepfather or sorry, from being single to now being a stepfather and taking on that fatherhood role. Yeah. Um, and although it was, there's a, for me, there's a pro, there was a process of accepting that fatherhood role. And there was resistance at first for me. It wasn't easy. Mm. It, it took work uh, and figuring out how to be a, a father, how to show up at, as a father yeah. when I myself didn't have a good father, father, model to to at home yeah. growing up so figuring out that uh was quite a journey in of itself yeah now it's a blessing and and to have taken full responsibility of that uh, fatherhood role um, for me when i think about the father-child bond the main driving force is wanting to break those generational cycles that's right right is now knowing and knowing that there I have a responsibility to my daughter and to the children that I work with um, to help guide them to be that steward and and guide them in 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 their life. Mm -hmm. um, part of breaking that generational cycle is to reflect on my own relationship with my own dad and do some healing work around there, yeah, right. That takes me back to the past. Now, then that allows me to show up presently with my daughter 
in a better way, in a more healed and aligned way, because I'm no longer reacting or acting from a place of, of, of trauma, um, of pain, of suffering, but rather of love and compassion. And so the more I learn to also honor my own inner child, then that also strengthens the relationship that I have with myself and the way that I show for my daughter, mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm taking into account uh, my own inner child, my own healing. Yeah. Right. And so um, all in all, I think that the father child bond is, can be difficult to some people, to some men specifically, because there's no blue book. Yeah. There's no manual on how to parent. Yeah. So for me as a stepdad, I've had to create my own path and my own journey. And it does it every journey looks different. Every father's different. And so just remembering that uh, when we know better, there's a responsibility to do better. Like my partner always reminds me. Yeah. Uh and I, I love what you said, man. Every journey looks different. Mm -hmm. And fatherhood and how you become a father and how I became a father. It's very different than all the other stories out there. And one thing that I love, you know, hearing your story is that that is that that is different. You know, you're coming from the different perspective of a stepfather, and there are men that were not ready to be fathers, and they ended up, you know, uh, fathering a, a children, and now they're put in this situation. You know, and there were men that planned this their whole life, mm -hmm. and now they have that the opportunity to to lead and father a, a baby right and it reminds me of uh, the story of our compadre Raul you know in uh, one of our groups uh, Raul um, you know share her his fatherhood journey with us as it was happening you mm -hmm. know I remember that when he became uh, came into our group he was not yet a father was expecting and he shared the story of you know having a hard time conceiving um and really wanting to be a father and you know wanting to bring that baby into the world and the beautiful thing is that when we were going through our program he the baby was born but right before um right before that we were able to hold a father initiation ceremony for him you know and being able to invite him into fatherhood with other fathers that have gone through the journey right and I know that we have like baby showers for for moms and you know showering the mom and the baby with gifts and stuff but what about the fathers where is that guidance for the fathers right so uh, i think that that was a, a one pivotal point um worth mentioning that you know happened last year did you want to share anything else about that compadre yes i think that uh when you say the father initiation ceremony you know what what i feel is that there needs to be more of of a, a remembrance and accountability uh, that we take on and when we when we become fathers when we take on that fatherhood role mm -hmm. and having that ceremony to welcome 
a father, a man into that and transition into fatherhood. I think that that's important just to recognize that, hey, now you have, uh, now you're just, you're not just feeding yourself anymore. You can't just think about yourself. Now you have your children to, to attend to, to be responsible and look after and protect and provide for. Mm -hmm. So um, having that ceremony for us uh, and, and to hold space for, for our compadre Raul was uh, a very beautiful because it was done in a good way, an intentional way with the, the calling in the element and, um, and just reassuring him that he's not going through, he's not going to go through this fatherhood journey alone that he has us Latino, that connection, and then the rest of the compadres to support with questions or with, uh, you know, if something happens, which he did actually reach out to you at one point, mm -hmm. having that support right in that crucial time of like giving that as his wife is giving the birth and he's trying to figure out his feet and ground himself and, and yeah. the, you know, where he's at now. So I think it was a blessing and, and an example of how we here at Latino, that connection can hold space for men. Yeah, man. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I think that goes into our next pillar of healthy relationships. Um, because, you know, as we're born, the first relationship that we have and like that foundation of every other relationship is that relationship that we have with our parents or our guardians or caregivers, you know, and you know many of the time is mom and dad so what is the relationship that we have to our to our mothers and to our fathers and how does that influence other relationships and as i got older you know <clears throat> i saw myself repeating a lot of the unhealthy relationship habits that i saw growing up you know uh, lying, cheating, um, just basically not being honest with myself and with my partner, um, not really caring about uh, my my partner's uh, emotion and what she was going through. So I had to do a lot of work in redefining what a healthy relationship looked like for me, mm -hmm. you know, and asking myself, like, how can I show up better in that relationship with my partner, my children? What are some of the relationships that I have to tend to that I have forgotten about, right? Who do I need to apologize to? Maybe not directly, but just spiritually. Mm -hmm. There were so many things, right? But um, is there anything else that you would like to share about healthy relationships as it relates to your journey yeah i i gotta say i i like your share um that was very very on point um dropping bars <laughs> like compadre <laughs> alex would say yeah healthy relationships for me like full transparency um is is uh has proven to be one of the most um challenging but also beneficial because i continue to learn how to create healthy relationships and maintain healthy relationships. Um, you know, I think I mentioned in the beginning, I spent a lot of time uh, in my childhood. I spent a lot of time out in the street, um, avoiding being at home, avoiding close relationships. And I, I also spent a lot of time in the dark as a punishment. Um, I spent in, in, a, in a close, uh, in the bathroom or in the closet as a punishment. 
And so now I am aware of the impact that that had on me is it didn't, it didn't allow me or teach me how to have healthy, close and intimate relationships, um, you know, with whether it's with uh, my significant other uh, or with uh, my parents or with my siblings even or with close friends. It has taken a lot of work, internal work and effort on my end to change that narrative and to heal that. So how does it how does it look like for me now in my present moment my, in my life right now is that I'm a lot more, uh, I hold myself more accountable and I, yeah. I have a, I try to reflect on the relationships that I do have yeah. and how I show up for them. Um, I'm still an introvert. So there's still that, that, that aspect that I'm aware of, of having to sometimes step out of my comfort zone, mm. you know, and reach out and, and, and I know that struggle that that feels like for me and my body at times is to ask for help. And I know yeah. a lot of men out there struggle with asking asking help as well. Because for me as a child, there was a lot of um, hold, repress and hide, don't cry. I wasn't told to connect uh, or express myself or I wasn't asked how I was doing, you know. And so now it's a lot of holding myself accountable and and. and getting to know myself, my coping skills, what works for me the best, um, and being gentle with myself and, and not hard on myself as I recognize that this is a process and a journey of healing and creating these healthier relationships with my with my with my relatives, right? Um, part of that then is going of a part of that creating healthy relationships is uh, again like not being so reactive, but instead responding also having some sense of how our nervous system or how my nervous system works has helped me one of the things that i'm continuing to work on as well is the conflict resolution so when i do get triggered and that glass does break and that plate does fall and i don't snap on my daughter right mm -hmm. i'm able to regulate myself and, yeah. and approach the situations from a more uh, calm and centered place um, that has been crucial but in order for me to do that i've had to show up for myself i've had to learn how to uh, fill up my own cup which is something that you you tend to say and i i like that is the importance of us you know showing up filling up our own cup and that's something that we provide here latino that connection is that space where men can come let go of whatever they got to let go so that we can then fill up their own cup and go back at home and show very intentionally and presently at home where it matters the most yeah, compadre, thank you. Thank you for sharing a part of your story. We're going to go ahead and, and segue to healthy relationships. I mean, sorry, healthy sex habits. And I think it just relates with healthy relationships because our sexuality is part of us, you know, is there since we were born and we will be there till we die. And I feel like this topic is not often talked about. It's a taboo topic. Um, para muchas de nuestras comunidades, ¿verdad? So it's like, it's just like we have mental health, physical health, and then sexual health. And I worked with parents a lot. <clears throat> they shared, you know, like that their parents never talked to them about, you know, sex and sex habits and things like that, um, sexuality, anything like that. So 
now they have the, we are having a hard time learning and how to talk to our children and really how do we have that connection with our own sexuality our own sex habits right mm. and i know that for men a lot of times uh, you know in my case my education sexual education came from pornography you know and from friends which was very distorted was very um harmful both for myself and for my partners so um yeah i i, I want to open it up for you brother if you want to share anything about this pillar of healthy sex habits yeah i think that like you said i like we said right it's very much of a taboo um it's usually among men uh, at least from my experience it, it doesn't get talked about sex doesn't get talked about and when it does it gets talked about of like how many women have we conquered and and how um more of of the aspect of like the negative side of 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 uh, or the opposite of healthy sex habits i should say right is like what we see in porn is a big influence and i think that that's part of decolonizing our mentality is and separating ourselves from that colonizer mentality of 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 conquering and taking taking away so instead of approaching a woman with um gentleness and on and like devotion and honor honoring the sacredness of a woman in this culture is, we tend to be taught as men to you know to take away and to conquer like i said and so definitely this is a conversation that we like to talk about here in latino that connection because like you said it doesn't get talked about a lot um mm -hmm. and there's just there's too much benefits there's too much that we can gain that our partners can gain and, the, and our children and the comunidad can gain if we start to recreate and reframe our relationship with 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 sex right um i know for me one of the things that i have that has really helped me is focusing less on the on on the 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 ego side of connecting with with my partner um I, of that taking away but rather and in, now intentionally focusing on the intimacy and the connection not being so performance based and instead just being present with her right so whether that looks for me is like balancing out and being a little bit more intentional and aware of just my feminine and masculine energy that polarity that that we all have mm -hmm. right and so just being aware of that um and stepping away from those addictions that tend to grip our comunidad and a lot of the men and if we if if we are approaching sex as as a, a sacred energy exchange and experience then we can start looking at it with more we'll start approaching it with more of a respect for ourselves and for our partner right well at least for me like now it, it's completely shifted the way that i approach it because again i'm coming at it more with a place of sovereignty and a place of protecting and knowing my own energy rather than just giving it away yeah and and part of that is how that benefits i think our children is that we can begin to have this healthier uh conversations uh with our children and teaching about 
teaching them at an early age about consent mm. right yeah. and even for 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 me as for us men it's like are we asking for consent or are we just taking away are we sending mm. are we respecting the boundaries or are we, are we even setting our own boundaries right mm. and so i know that um we both went through the Jason uh, 21 day tantra challenge and that was a an experience that we went through um with other other men uh and other people actually it was it was co-ed uh of just going through that experience and and re retaking our our connection to ourselves getting reconnected with our own body with our own sovereignty and i think that has been a very uh life shifting um for me and i think that it's very beneficial like i said to have this to bring this knowledge and just this conversation to to the men that we that here that we support here latino that connection and we're all learning nobody's perfect i'm not perfect um but i think that there again it's a discussion that needs to be that needs to be had yeah man thank you so much and i just want to add a little bit more to that is that there is a lot of um sexual abuse that happens within boys that is always also not talked about i think the yeah. stat is one out of five one out of six um boys have experienced sexual abuse um that tends to um create different uh, uh consequences within their their relationship so um once again a topic that needs to be brought forth more there's so much more there's pornography pornography addiction uh infidelity you know all that stuff um that always kind of goes back to that connection that we have with our own selves with our head and really with our penis you know so um we'll go into <laughs> another topic uh, segue <laughs> to another topic a little bit different yeah <laughs> Uh, but this is uh, nonetheless a, a very important. Uh, we're going to talk about our physical and mental health, um, you know, something that once again is a journey for me, continuing to learn more um, healthier habits, whether it be, eat, uh, you know, the, the food that I pick, just drinking more water, getting more exercise, just getting outdoors and getting some sunlight, learning how to connect with myself um you know there's so many things that i've uh have gained from being in these group settings because a lot of times we're we're practicing a lot of these things right we're connecting we're sharing and we're reflecting on our own habits and also challenging each other to do better mm -hmm. right because we want to be as fathers we want to be healthy have a good quality of life not just for a couple of years but really for a lifetime and hopefully we get to see our our grandkids or even our great great grandkids unfortunately uh something that i haven't seen as much in the latino community is that importancia a la salud mental y física Especialmente en los hombres, right? So, what would you like to share about uh, this pillar, compadre? I think for for the physical and mental health, there is no judgment um, towards anybody 
because we're all in our in our own individual place in our life and have our own individual relationship with our own body um, and that looks different so you know this comes from a no no judgment place um, and I think that when we talk about breaking generational cycles we have to also include our physical and mental health in that conversation because part of breaking generational cycles is stepping up and doing better whether that's honoring our body for me it's honoring like for example for me i like to honor my body uh, and it could be in the simplest of ways it could be like you said by drinking more water right by parking a little bit further away from from my look from my work and walking a little bit right or going to the gym or um, stretching at night or um, whatever that looks like again for everybody um, whether it's something diet or related or exercise related uh, whether it's reading a book but really taking back our control and ownership of where we are physically and mentally for me it's the way I like to see it is because I, I, you know, through yoga, through Kundalini um, yoga that I practice, there's a lot of intentionality around the breath and bringing in that self-awareness. So now I am very aware of my of what I put into my body, um, whether that's again something that I eat or consume, um, whether it's something that I watch or listen. I know that I'm allowing that external factor external thing into my body into my energy field right um whether it's con consciously or subconsciously bringing in that uh, bringing in that awareness and starting to heal part of those patterns of addiction of our unhealthy eating habits or lack of exercise something as simple as um going to the doctors as well can be a challenge for a lot of men right mm -hmm. i know it is for me Right, still going to the doctors, maintaining those, as well as um, seeking that support when when things get hard, or not even having to wait till things get hard, and going to see a therapist if that's something that we need to do. Right, especially we if you've never experienced um, or gone through a, a therapy, it, this is an invitation for for anyone to to go through that, to go to seek out that help. But the important thing is that. Again, we take back our relationship, our relationship, uh, and our power. That we take it back and break those generational cycles. Yeah, compadre, and you just reminded me I had to do my annual checkup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. It's twenty three. The doctor knows. All right, the new year, new. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know what it is? Is like the true wealth is within. The body is is the true wealth. Yeah, definitely. Health is well. All right, let's move on to our fifth pillar, uh, building wealth. And this is a very important one for me. And it's really breaking that generational cycle of having that scarcity mindset to more of the abundance mindset. You know, coming from um, a basically humble beginnings, you know, like not having much uh, when I was younger uh and now you know being a father uh, wanting to provide for my family it does become a factor right and especially since I didn't get 
taught this at home. I didn't get any financial education, you know, having to learn all, all this on my own, whether it be credit cards, um, budgeting, you know, uh, retirement plans, all these things that sometimes can really get overwhelming, uh, to be honest. And really coming back to the basics too of, of controlling or taking in control of where our money is coming from and where our money is going, right? And that has, has to do with what do we value? What do we value as, as a family? What do we value as men? And having that conversation with our partners of what are our values, right? Because what I realize is that what I value is very different to what my uh, partner values, my wife. And that often ha uh, creates conflict because, you know, she's out there buying a X, Y, and Z. And I think that's not a purchase that we need. And I'm out here buying you know, different things. So it's like, how do we compromise and um, maybe combine some of our values so we can create a, a healthier, healthier um, finance, you know? Uh, so I'll let you talk a little bit more about this one, compadre. Is there anything else you want to share? Uh, well, what I'll share then is, um, you know, my relationship with money has shifted as uh, I, I also grew up, um, you know, I grew up with 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 a scarcity mindset, um, being told that we didn't have money for new shoes or new things, and so then that does definitely play a part and a role. And when we tend to grow up, is we tend to, uh, at least for me, not have a healthy relationship with money. And so having to break that generational cycle from that scarcity mindset. And being able to uh, to to be more in, in a state of flow with money and currency. Um, so for me, it's been a learning process as I am, again, a father now, and I am both providing and protecting. And I'm also teaching. Mm -hmm. What I'm teaching my daughter is to have a healthy relationship with, with money herself. Um, and I think that that's important because when we're talking about generational cycles, there's a remembrance for me, at least that comes through of that our ancestors, we are our ancestors answers. And therefore they pray for, you know, they, like my ancestors prayed for me to be here and have this opportunity, especially in the, in, in living in Los Estados Unidos, where there's you know, a greater opportunities, right? And so why do I still continue to limit myself, mm. right? And breaking away from that then and remembering our ancestors and calling in our ancestors to to help guide and protect me on my journey um, of uh, 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 in life has been, um, you know, it's changing my, it ch definitely changed the course of the relationship that I have with money, like I said. Um, and what I teach my daughter now and what I, is true for me is that I try to also pay attention and not lose focus or I really just maintain that awareness of that the inner wealth is within right and 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 having a maintaining and having a healthy relationship with myself as well and teaching that to you know to my daughter 
for sure. Yeah, I just want to share that in this pillar, uh, we are blessed to have one of our compadres who is a financial coach. He comes and joins us and basically, you know, teaches us uh, basics and also has um, Q&A with us. I'm really blessed to have our compadre Andrew to to support us with this pillar you know like i like we said we're all we're all learning here so shout out to compadre andrew diaz for you know being uh, a support for us and we'll go to our last pillar uh leaving a legacy so when it's all said and done what are they gonna say about you who will be at your funeral so those are the questions that we ask right because, como dice la canción, nada más nos llevamos un puño de tierra. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, everything that we leave behind is a legacy that we are creating. And our children is our living legacy and our grandchildren. You know, and there's a the Native American um, theory that when I heal, I, I'm not only healing myself, but I'm healing seven generations back, you know, my parents, my abuelos, great-grandparents, mm -hmm. and seven generations forward. So the work that we do today will create a ripple effect that we won't even know how we have impacted our great-great-grandchildren. But because of us, you know, and, and because of, of the work that we do, um they are going to be able to live a better safer healthier childhood and that's where the work is you know um <laughs> Drop, dropping bars <laughs> so yeah brother what would you like to sh share about living the legacy yeah i'll share um uh, you know i remember uh, something that I, is in um within my awareness is uh that each moment right now, we are creating that legacy. Right now, our actions and the way we're living our life, the way I'm living my life right now is part of that creating that legacy. So again, it starts now. And so having that courage to um, go within, reflect, because it's hard. Um, yes, and it's also necessary. It's also necessary that we go within and we do the work and that's what we're here for. Latino Dad Connection is here for that work. So we're calling in the men that are ready to 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 learn something different, to be in connection and to show up differently at home and in their lives. Um, because uh, like my compadre, um, Jason likes to say, if you want to go far, you go by yourself. You, if, if, or if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. If you want to go far, you go together, right? And exactly. so... Um, yeah, and so what comes through with me with leaving a legacy is um, just being willing to, part of being willing to do the work is so that for me is so that I can open up my heart more and experience deeper. And through that, I'm developing healthier and deeper uh, connections with, with, with people mm -hmm. and, and with, uh, with life in general. And it's, it really cha has changed my life from a place of, of of you know hurt and pain and avoidance to now a place of gratitude like waking up and being grateful for this life for this for the legacy that i'm creating day by day and i'm not perfect 
you know, I'm far from it. But one thing that I do have is that the commitment to show up for myself uh, day in and day out. So, yeah. Yeah, brother. And, you know, that concludes our pillars for Latino Diet Connection. And if you got this far, we appreciate you. You know, if you were able to relate to any part of this, um, you know, know that this work is for you. And we encourage you to also share this uh, podcast. If you feel that you know a compadre that will resonate with the work that we're doing, that will benefit from the work that we're doing. And a big shout out to all the moms and the partners that, um, you know, that support us because mm -hmm. uh, it, without your support, you know, the Latino Dad Connection would not be a success, you know. Uh, big shout out to all the compadres that have showed up in our spaces, whether that be online or in person, you know. Uh, big shout out to all the uh, professionals that have came in contact with us, that we have interviewed through our Instagram, that have shared their wisdom. Uh, a big shout out to my comadre, Leslie from Latinx Parenting for supporting us through this journey and being an advocate for Latino Dad Connection. Um, big shout out to Alex and Theo from San Jose for supporting us through creating our website. So when we're saying we're co-creating this, we are really co-creating this, you know? We don't have it all planned out. What we are doing is we're leading with the heart and whatever comes through, you know, that's what needs to be done. So, um, muchas gracias. Thank you for tuning in and, and being in connection with us. Any last words, compadre, that you want to share with the comunidad? Uh, unas palabras. Yeah, I think the last thing I'll say is um, two things. One, take anything that you heard with a grain of salt. And if something resonated, you know, take that and leave the rest. Mm. And um, just remember that this is a, a, it takes work. And so there's no, um, there's no such thing as, as being perfect or, 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 you know, because we're all going to, we're all learning again. So this, this is an invitation for all the men, especially if you heard it, if you made this, if you've heard, listen to this podcast is to this point, um, this is an invitation for you to, to stay curious and to stay connected with us um, because you know, we'll get we'll, we'll do this together and that's part of co-creating latino that connection is not not just about me and you but it's about all the compadres all the men that show up and what we can create together uh and i think that there's beauty in that um and there's strength in that and power in that for sure and so the last thing i'll share then is um no matter what life uh what your childhood was like what your life is like right now um it's important to take ownership of where we are and take the necessary steps so that we can show up better in our within ourselves and in our comunidad and, and of course at home. Um, so with that being said, stay true to yourself, stay true to your heart, and stay tuned for Latino Dad Connection because there's plenty more in the works. All right. Well, with that, we're signing off. And just remember to, to just show up, compadre. <laughs> Let's go.